0: What's up everybody? Welcome to another edition of Locked on ACC. We are super excited to get things going. We are on the countdown. Football is upon us. We are gearing up for what should be a very exciting season in the conference. I've got my guy Tyler Aki from Locked on Syracuse joining me. Tyler, how is it going? I am
1: fantastic. You know, we just keep getting closer and closer to football. And once you get past 4th of July, it starts to feel a little more real. Then once you get into August, it feels really real. And then you hit week zero and then you're ready to go.
0: A hundred percent. Now, listen, today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them lockdown sent you. Rockauto.com is a place where, listen, everyone's gearing up for what should be a road to hopefully some college football playoffs for some of these bad boys. I think there are a couple teams that might be in the conversation in our conference, but we'll have that discussion today. More importantly, we'll talk about the fact that there are a lot of people showing up for this ACC kickoff media day that are going to be... <laughs> having to answer to some seriously tough questions, in my opinion. I had mentioned on our last show with Kitten Gibbs, Locked on Wolfpack hosts. there's some people who definitely have some hot seat burning questions to answer, but I would love to hear thoughts because, we you know, right out the gate, we talked about Dino Babers being one of those who has a lot of looming questions, and of course, being that I have Locked on Syracuse host here with me, I had to ask, you know, thoughts on Dino, what kind of questions are you hoping to hear, or answers are you hoping to hear from him during the media
1: a day well he's going to get a lot of quarterback questions I can tell you that because Syracuse is the only school that is not sending a quarterback to this Mm. thing and part of it has to do with the competition I would imagine but I also think that by not sending a quarterback now Dino's a guy who likes to keep things very close to the vest but I think by not sending a quarterback he may be tipping off a little bit that this competition is a little bit closer than some people may think right now. Mm. Syracuse didn't have a spring game. They haven't had a lot of open access. We don't really know a whole heck of a lot of what's going on between Tommy DeVito and Garrett Schrader right now. You get little inklings here and there from beat writers, but outside of that, it's been very secretive, and you would figure a guy like Tommy DeVito, who's been in the program for four years, he's been a starter. If he does start this year, it'll be his third year on the job as the starting quarterback. You'd figure he'd be going to this thing, right? Yeah. But he's not. And uh, to me, I think that kind of says that this quarterback competition might be a little bit closer, and you're not going to have a first-year player in the program come to this thing like Garrett Schrader is.
0: So maybe it's Florida State was like, "Listen, we'll make up for it, and we'll bring two quarterbacks," because that could argue. Yeah, I saw there was a
1: couple. (laughs) I think Virginia is also bringing two if you if you include uh, Ketan Thompson. Mm -hmm. Um, But Mm -hmm. yeah, there's a couple of schools that I feel like are bringing two.
0: Yeah, we have. Was it what am I? I lost the train. Florida State's bringing McKenzie Milton and Jordan Travis for right. a day. Mm-hmm. Arguably, my I people are saying McKenzie's going to be the surefire starter, but Travis definitely, Jordan Travis definitely had moments that have flashes of like, okay could be maybe possibly but i definitely think that it's interesting that dino is like not having that quarterback conversation bringing them because maybe they well we always talk about how guys are either you know bet, better media trained than others and maybe they just don't want to have to answer to maybe it'll get frustrating after a while you don't want to have to answer the same question i don't know who's going to be the starting quarterback so maybe they did. he didn't want to so, involve them
1: am, am i looking too far into this, or do, mm. does my logic make sense that this quarterback competition <laughs> by not sending a QB, it may mean that Garrett Schrader is closing the gap has closed the gap or is leading the race now.
0: Mm. I think that he is definitely leading the race, but do Ooh, you think okay. that he's not ready? It's like Dino feels like he's not confident in bringing him down there. Cause he might slip of the tongue and say something like, yeah, I'm going to probably be the sorry. Don't even worry about it.
1: Well, I think the, the reason he's not going to, be at this thing is because it's his first year in the program. And I get mm. that. You don't see true freshmen. And you usually don't see transfers. At this thing, maybe never see transfers at this thing. I'd have to to go through it and do a little more diving through it. But usually you don't have first year in the program guys do it. Now you look like DJ Uyunglele from Clemson. He's going to this thing, but he's also been with the program for a year already. He he barely played, but he's at least been there. You know, he's going to be the starter this year.
0: Yeah. And let's talk about DJ and normally Dabo Sweeney is not the kind of guy to bring quarterbacks to this thing, not bring his key making players. And I know we're going to dive into a little bit more about uh, Commissioner Phillips, but I would love to hear your thoughts about DJ coming and the fact that all eyes seem to be on Sam Howell and he'll be the lead of the ACC. But do you think DJ kind of feels a little bit slighted there only because Trevor Lawrence has got so much shine? It only feels like, okay, listen, here's my time. I'm ready to shine. And it's still not there.
1: I feel like people don't realize this guy's a five-star that, mm. that's the way that I look at it. And I think that might be good for him because those are some big shoes to fill with Trevor Lawrence, where he was perennially in the college football playoff. You won a national championship as a true freshman. I think that people don't realize that DJ is also a five-star now. He's not yeah. the number one overall prospect in the class like Trevor was, but you're five-star. You're still pretty damn good. So <laughs> I think that this could be good for him actually, because all of the spotlight Heisman chatter, it's all going to be around Sam Howell mm-hmm. and DJ is not going to have to deal as much with that. Now, obviously when you get down to the weeds of Greenville and, and Clemson, yes, he's going to have to answer those sort of questions and there are going to be high expectations, but if he plays as I'm not saying he's going to play as well, but if he plays to the capability that I think he can be at, like I thought he was pretty good in that Notre Dame game this season when he got slotted in to start for Trevor. So if he can play at that level, then yeah, he's going to be in the Heisman conversation. And I mean, who knows? We know that sometimes it hurts these Clemson quarterbacks or these really good quarterbacks because they build these monster leads against teams and then they don't play the fourth quarter, but Maybe in in this first year for him, he doesn't build the monster lead, but he's able to accumulate some of the stats a little bit better than some of the other Clemson quarterbacks have.
0: Well, see, I think that, you know, even more than all of what you said, which I agree, I think that DJ is going, because Dabo does not want to have to answer to his past remarks about saying the college players should not be paid, and he would go elsewhere if they ever got the opportunity to start playing players. I think he wants to, like, draw as much – attention and hopefully he comes out the gate with a statement and just says like, listen, I made the error of my mistakes. I see how valuable it is now and let's move on. And we don't have to keep harping on the question, but he should answer for it in my
1: opinion. Oh, he, he will. If he doesn't do it himself, like you said, and, and open it with a statement, then he's going to have to answer it uh, from, from the many a media <laughs> member there. So I, I think that He's going to draw everything back. He's going to pull it all back. I don't think we're going to see some sort of groundbreaking statement from him. Mm -hmm. I think he's going to make his stance clear that, hey, the, the game has changed. I, too, have changed. And if he doesn't, well, th- then we've got some news to talk about that week.
0: <laughs> For sure. And some other coaches, I know where I was talking about Dino a bit, but also had a few that I thought were going to have a hot seat conversation once they get to ACC media kickoff. And that was a head coach from Virginia Tech, Justin Fuente, as well as Louisville coach, Mr. Satterfield himself. So let's talk about Virginia Tech real quick. I know there are a lot of questions. I mean, having to go with Braxton Burmeister, that's you're all in. And for whatever reason, if hidden Hooker has a great time at Tennessee, you're going to be scratching your head. And a lot of Virginia tech and hooky fans are going to be wondering what kind of really went left in that situation.
1: I look at Virginia tech and and I think you have it right. This could be the make or break year. And dare I say, I mean, Justin Fuente may have the hottest seats out of Mm. all of the ACC coaches, because listen, we, we, we've brought up Dino in the past, but Listen, if you show enough progress from a one in ten season and you've got a monster buyout to your name as well, you might get one more year on that leash. <laughs> but with Fuente, I mean the expectation at Virginia Tech is is winning. And they just mm-hmm. frankly have not done that to the degree that is expected there in Blacksburg the last couple of years. And I just think that when you when you look at Virginia Tech football, the standard's much higher. And I think that that's why you could see Fuente on the hot seat and maybe have the hottest seat in the ACC this year, because that standard has not been met, especially the standard that he set. I mean, he, he has Mm -hmm. gotten this team program to eight, I think nine win seasons too. So to have the six and sixes and the lack of bowl games, that, that to me, the standard is much higher there. The standard is that you're going to win seven to eight games, not like Syracuse where, okay, if you, if you get to a bowl game, yay, like it good it's it was a great season
0: Fair enough. I do not disagree whatsoever. I do want to keep this conversation and going and talking about coach, I mean, commissioner Phillips and what he feels about bringing some of the heavy hitters to media day and having, you know, trying to bring the face of the ACC off to a great starting point. We're 50 days out. We're driving closer and closer to football season. I know y'all can't wait. And listen, if you are trying to get right for the season, you're traveling, you're going on to tailgating, you're able to, you know, move and groove throughout this conference. I want you guys to be a with Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts stores to stock all the parts you need. Why under often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts of their computer choosing only the brand their warehouse happens to carry. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30, 50, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. They have everything you need go explore their easy to use website today to find a solution for your auto part needs go to rockauto.com right now see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how to hear about us box so they know we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need we're talking about ACC media day. We have 50 days till the ACC kicks off for football season. And I know it's going to be an exciting time. A lot of people have a lot of looming questions, but there are no, we know one coach that we don't really talk about a lot. And I know we're going to jump to commissioner Phyllis, but I feel like I had to get this off coach Manny Diaz. And if you think about the tradition of yes. what Miami is, a lot of people are like, okay, Manny, it's been cool, but uh, I'm needing some elevation. And the only elevation I saw last season was the King. And that's because he of who he is as a player. I wouldn't necessarily say like the team as a whole did well.
1: So they came out with an ACC rankings the other day. I believe a bunch of people did, but Mm -hmm. we took one and talked about it on our show uh, from CBS sports of the top coaches in the ACC because Dino Babers was ranked last. And <laughs> I said, you know what? I don't think Dino Babers is the worst coach in the ACC. I'm not saying he's top half, even sure. top two thirds. He's probably in that, that 11 to 13 range if we're really getting to the nitty gritty. But one guy, and I can't remember his exact ranking on all these different lists, but one guy who was ranked pretty highly was Manny Diaz. Mm. And I thought to myself, what has he done? Because when you look at the the playing field and all that, you're the, you, you should be able to recruit. Well, whether you're a good football program or not, you're still in Coral Gables, Florida, and you play in an NFL stadium. You've got every single possible selling point to these recruits. You've got the history. And, and some of it is not too far removed as well. And Manny Diaz has gone six and seven and eight and three. Mm. And, I, I just think that this is an important year. I'm not saying he's going to yeah. get fired. Sure. He's not going to get fired this year, barring some off the field scandal, but mm-hmm. I, I just, I need to see something. I, I need to see him bring the you back. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because at this point, it is unacceptable to to be the you and and be middling like this. And yeah. I get that you've got coaches retiring and all that stuff. And and it was a, a giant puzzle with getting Manny Diaz back to to the you. Mm-hmm. But you've also brought in transfers like I think of Tate Martell that was supposed to be a guy who was supposed to be in the conversation with Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields and all those guys. Right. And he's just frankly flopped. And whether it's because of the development of the kid that's you're doing or the kids doing, I'm not exactly sure, but that should be a guy that should have raised his level. And when he got to the U and was given the chance, he, it should not have been a competition. That was a bona fide star. And it feels like he, his talent has been wasted away.
0: Yeah, even talk about defensively. Manny's supposed to be a defensive-minded coach, and listen, right. Quincy, Quincy Rochet was not what everyone, to me, in my opinion, after transferring from Temple, at getting to see him play versus Carolina for Temple, and then playing Miami, I was kind of like, okay, there's something there, right? But trying to talk about elevated game and what Miami defense is known to be, it just kind of hasn't met that mark. And speaking and like being in the coastal, you know, they're obviously fighting for that spot to be on top. But it's clearly Carolina right now, and everybody else, and Carolina is the only person that can mess it up for themselves and by golly they they can absolutely do that (laughs) they are more than capable of doing that but I think it's all Carolina everybody else and it's probably because of all the branding that Mac Brown and company have built and listen talking about branding and the ACC I know you have a lot of thoughts about Commissioner Phillips and he has brought a lot to try and elevate the game and making sure that the right people come to these media days and speak to what he wants the conference to be. And I would love to hear your thoughts about what you feel like he's done well so far, what he still has, like, what is going to be this first year? What are we looking for from him?
1: I'm looking at how, especially from the football side of things, because it feels like it's, it's Clemson, and the rest of the kids, right? Every single mm-hmm. year. And I'm looking forward to seeing how he puts exposure out there for the rest of these teams, because there are some quality teams. I mean, you bring up right. North Carolina, but what happens if Florida State gets back to the norm? Miami, yeah. Uh, yeah. what happens with all these other schools that, and Boston College? I want to see how he takes advantage of the Northeast area, because those are the biggest media markets that he's going to be dealing with when you think of a Boston. And even if you want to get into what, what Pitt is, and and Syracuse to get, get that New York market. Because you got to remember, Jim Phillips was the Northwestern AD, and he was one of the, the big voices, I believe, behind getting the Big Ten network up and going. And he was at least a part of the process there. And you got to think about all the networks that are conference-affiliated. SEC, Pac-12, ACC, Big Ten. And, and uh, the Big 12 kind of has something going there. Mm-hmm. But I think about it and what's been the most successful out of all of them. To me, it's the big 10 network. They've also been around the longest and it just felt like they booted up. And if I was, I was young at the time, but I don't remember there being a whole ton of snags with the, the whole process of getting the big 10 network up and going. Maybe I'm wrong there, but they have been the most successful network. I believe it brings in more money than any of the other networks. And I just look at it as what can he do for the ACC network? Because that was highly criticized when that got off the ground and Mm -hmm. it was a little slow out of the blocks. It felt like, but can he get the ACC network to the level of the the big 10 network? And I know they've got a bunch of different plans rolling out for this ACC media day. So I'm looking to see how he enhances the exposure. Remember when he was at Northwestern, there was no reason why the the Wildcats should have been relevant in anything, <laughs> but he made sure that Pat Fitzgerald was always out and doing things, and and the football team had, had high exposure. The football team was good. They were not perennially top 25, but they were frequently top 25 team and going to the Rose bowl from time to time. And he made sure to capitalize off of that. He did a fantastic job given the hand he was dealt. We talk about all the time, how difficult it can be at a Boston college or a Vanderbilt or a Stanford or a Northwestern because of the academic hurdle that you have to get over sometimes. And that can be frustrating for an AD, but The athletic director at Northwestern, Jim Phillips, who is now the commissioner of the ACC, I think he, he's the perfect man for, for the job because what he can do and the exposure that I think he can bring to some of the rest here. I, I'm looking forward to see how he maximizes mm. football. He understands that football is king because that's what drove the money at Northwestern. That's what drives the money across the country. Yeah. And even though the ACC is thought of as a basketball conference, he knows football is king. And I want to see what he can do with ACC football.
0: I'm wondering if he does well in these next two to three years, right? I'm wondering if... If Notre Dame would strongly consider making that move, if that's if he's really that football guy, if he's really about that, push, he's really trying to bring them in. I'm really curious to see if Notre Dame will finally bite the bullet, especially when it comes to deals and financially being uh, fruitful for them. I'm I'm curious to see if he can do that. And that would probably be, you know, his ticket of (laughs) never leaving this commissioner post until he feels like it. Right. Because everyone keeps ordering.
1: Yeah, go ahead. With, with exposure, too, I mean, the ACC network does not have a footprint in the Midwest unless you're on YouTube TV or Hulu or, or some of those cord-cutting services. Right. You're just not getting it. And if you want to enhance that, I think Notre Dame is your meal ticket there. Now, does Notre Dame want to be playing on the ACC network? No, not really. They, they've got their cushy NBC deal. It's NBC or ESPN or ABC for us. But if you can somehow – Get the Midwest cable providers like a Comcast to pick up the ACC network because the Notre Dame fans just need it out here. Then, yeah, you, you've done a, a pretty good job of enhancing <laughs> your brand and spreading the the exposure of your conference. So, absolutely, that is an interesting thing. I have not thought of that. Uh, of can he get? Notre Dame into the ACC, because I know you and I, we can go back and forth and, and, and complain about Notre Dame until the cows come home. But at the end of the day, that would be a huge, huge yeah. get.
0: Listen, for their the bases, ACC
1: if they, yeah.
0: Yeah, that base. You is would heavy. automatically become <laughs> the most
1: historical program in the conference. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. That that base is different. Like I didn't understand it, and I now I get why the politics of wanting Notre Dame in so much. Because I mean, frankly, they were one of the only teams that you ever got to watch or could see on TV. So right. I, I understand why people that, became that fandom. Have you been
1: to the campus on at South Bend?
0: I've never been.
1: Okay, when if you ever get the, mm-hmm. the good fortune of going one day. You'll understand why they're annoying. You will understand that place is immaculate.
0: <laughs> yeah. Listen, that's what people say about Chapel Hill, but I don't know. I'm just joking, but yeah, I yeah, do. I, mean, I are not
1: annoying. I, I wouldn't say you guys are annoying. Maybe that, maybe that's uh, more fodder. That's, that's brought up down in the South, but I, I'm not, I, out here in, in Chicago, I don't think of Carolina grads or things like that as annoying people. I, <laughs> Notre Dame, hold this whole story.
0: That's hilarious. And I'm not going to argue with you because frankly, I, I do get annoyed by Notre Dame in many ways, but I'm not going to knock the idea of them coming because that just bring more money and opportunities for the conference. And at the end of the day, and I, I'm now that we have this in ideal stuff in place, I think that's even better for these kids and like the brand awareness and what they can possibly bring for themselves. So I'm all about it. But as we move forward towards the end of the show, I want to remind you guys, listen, if you have not had the opportunity yet to grab onto Built Bar, you have got to get going. It's the best. Tasting protein bar ever did you know that bill bar has so many delicious flavors there is literally something for everyone when you talk to a bill bar fan they're definitely passionate about their Faves. Listen, my favorite is mint brownie, cookies and cream. Got to have me some strawberry from time to time. If you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mixed box where you'll get two of the, each of the nine flavors. Not only are built Bars best tasting, but they're healthy too. Amazing flavors, all tasty and all healthy. Order today and get whatever Bilt Bar you choose. You can Get a mixed pack, like I said, or whatever you like. Bilt Bar is the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. Isn't that amazing? Go to builtbar.com. use promo code LOCK. 15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. you're done with bill bar you can move swiftly to a bet online as you hit up and get those bets rolling for the season 50 days out from acc football and we got to get you guys ready at betonline.ag the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all sports action get all the loot, latest news odds and info for your sporting needs before the next pitch head over to BetOnline online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all of the sign up bonuses and contest information don't sit on the sidelines anymore this is your chance to get into the game head to the website or use your mobile device Device to sign up today and receive fifty percent welcome bonus using promo code Locked On for your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. So we're wrapping up today's show with final thoughts. Here, I'm super excited to have ACC kickoff. I get to go for media day, and there's so many things that like I'm just. I'm more of a listener when it comes to these media day type things. I don't necessarily have to be the one that's up in everybody's face, mic in hand, but I would love to just feel like the excitement has to be there. I mean, everyone just seems, well, I'll be all masked up, but everyone's going to have smiles on their faces and like really just excited to have football back to where we think it can be, you know, 2020 was whatever year, but do you feel like ACC football is definitely on the rise and should have a solid year as a whole?
1: Well, how often do we get to see, an ACC media day where it feels like there's two teams in competition. Really, it hasn't felt that way since Clemson and Florida State where were going back and forth, but now you've got Carolina in the fold, and you've got an established coach there like Mack Brown, who's won championships and stuff like that, so yeah, I'm excited as an ACC fan because there is a lot to be excited for. When you look at the battle with Clemson, are they on the decline? Are we seeing a new sheriff in town? With UNC, right? could they be the ACC champs? It's been a while since we have seen a threat to the to the king right now in Clemson. And I think that's going to bring a lot of intrigue to this event and really to the conference all season long.
0: No doubt. And so we'll finish up the week going over some 2021 MLB draft giving get getting news from our guy Jersey Drake as we're shifting gears from football to baseball, but a lot of exciting things here in this conference that I know all of you are super pumped about and I look forward to hearing some exclusive news. Maybe there'll be a Dino, Dino Babers breaking news story throughout the season that he got fired. Who knows? But I can't wait to hear that from my guy Tyler Aki. Can y'all remind folks of where they can find you and follow your work?
1: Yeah, you can check us out every single weekday, Locked on Syracuse, wherever you get your podcasts. Also on Twitter, at LO underscore Syracuse. And you can find myself at Tyler, A-K-I underscore.
0: No doubt, Tyler. I appreciate your time and your insights, as always, super helpful, you know, just to get some good, good storytelling. But make sure you guys... Check Tyler and his crew out. They always have some good vibes. You can also hit up Locked on Today podcast host Peter Bukowski gives you up to 20 minutes of news from all the major sports with the help of our local experts. You can find it at on the Odyssey app or anywhere you listen to podcasts. We hope you guys have a great rest of your week. We are midway through, but we should get kick things off again with Jersey Drake towards the end. <laughs> For Candice Cooper and Tyler Aki, until next time.